you ever had a goal that just seemed impossible? If so, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Consistent Runner Girls and Notable Peeps, the series that gives attention to remarkable people who are putting on their shoes, doing their best, and believing in the impossible. All my dreams are coming, all my dreams are humming, all my dreams are coming true. Welcome to the Notable Peeps Podcast. My name's Steph, and I want you to just imagine you wake up just like any other day. You're able to, to run, to, to walk, use your legs, and by the end of the day, you're paralyzed and in a wheelchair, and, and you find out that you'll never be able to walk again. And that is the story of our, our guest, Stephen Merrill. So Stephen, do you want to just start by telling us a little bit about what happened when you were 19, your your during your freshman year of college? Yeah, so I'm from Arizona and um, came up to BYU as a freshman in 2010. Um, went through my first couple semesters. And then at the end of my second semester, um, actually on one of the reading days before finals, went to a uh, recreational bounce facility um, with some friends in the ward. And I don't have a lot of gymnastics background, so we're just kind of there messing around. Um, anyway, I ended up um, where we were all kind of up on a higher platform, jumping into the foam pits, and everyone was kind of jumping one at a time. And I went ahead and took my turn, and um, just kind of a freak accident. And I ended up um, going in uh, kind of the wrong way, and went through all the foam, and hit my head right at the bottom of the foam pit, and. Um, when I was down there, just immediately kind of lost um, ability to move at all and um, knew something was wrong right away. Um, he ended up, everyone kind of jumped in after me and and cleared the foam away and called 911 and the firefighters came. and um, So then they took you to the hospital and... Yeah, so they took me straight to the hospital and uh, got me into surgery as, as quickly as possible. Um, with a spinal cord injury, it's really important to um, fix the problem as soon as possible to prevent swelling and further nerve damage. Um, yes, yeah, so I was into surgery and then uh, spent some time in the ICU. Eventually wound up back in Arizona because my family still lived in Arizona at the time and did a lot of time in the inpatient uh, facility there. And then they released me and I'd done a lot of physical therapy on my own and outpatient stuff. And um, yeah, that's kind of how it went. And so in one of your blog posts, you talked about how like you were always a smart student. How long after were you able to go back to to school? Yeah. So I think I first went back in the spring or summer term of 2013. So my accident was in um, 2011. And so, is that right? It might have been 2012. I, Just some time after. I think it actually was 2012. So um, a year after my accident is when I I took one class in the spring term. Um, and it was just like a general um, literature class or something like that. So nothing that was too hard. And yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy because... Um, it took me a while to just kind of get used to being completely different than everyone else and being okay with people kind of, you know, giving a second glance and 
Um, and then from there, I kind of had to get to the point where I was comfortable asking people for things. And anyway, going back to school, um, that was a big thing that's kind of helped me along the road to recovery and learning how to cope with what I can and can't do and then get by. Well, and you just barely graduated with your master's, right? In Is it statistics? Yeah. Once I was ready to graduate um, with my bachelor's, I just didn't know what, what I would do in the future. So I just said, oh, I might as well stay with school. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I was on the, I mean, I didn't get my master's, but I was on the plan where I was like, I want to be in school forever. I don't ever want to <laughs> leave. And so graduation was just barely. Yeah, it was last week, actually. Okay. So how was that being at graduation? Um, It was great. I think uh, it was a little more uh, anticlimactic than I might have thought because, you know, after so many years and so many homework assignments and tests and whatnot, you just go across the stage once and they clap for you and then you're done. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I think for everyone, you see movies and this awesome event and then you're like, oh, I feel the same. I'm graduated. I was thinking about how what you were talking about, too, in class, you know, where people look and you're like, I just feel different. And you talked a lot in your blog posts about feeling different. I'm 31 and I'm not married. Sometimes people, I can tell when they're like pitying me. They're like, oh, you know, and they'll like say these little comments like, oh, it must be so hard having your siblings be married before you or, you know, and that pity just comes out. And I'm like, don't you pity me? I'm fine. I like my life. Do you ever feel that way that people like at you in a wheelchair and pity you? Yeah, I, I do feel that way. <laughs> and how, how do you deal with it, I guess? Um, I guess I just have to figure, you know, don't don't let that affect me at all because I've got so many other things that I've I've got on my mind right now and so many different, you know, tasks or homeworks or w- whatever it is um, to worry about that, you know, why even, why even let that bother me? Um, but yeah, people, I mean, it's, it's funny how apologetic people are when they're like in the way they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry. It's like, well, you know, would you say that to someone else? I mean, why is it, more of a sorry because it's me like I can get around you just as well as anyone else can and took a while to adjust to you know being different and not being able to do the things I wanted to and um, just every day that's kind of a process and um, probably still an ongoing process for me in some respects but um, I think what I would say is you just have to identify the things that you can do and things that um they bring you happiness and focus on those things and do those things and improve yourself in those ways. And don't focus on the things that you can't do because if, you know, if there's nothing you can do about something, then why waste your, why waste your time? Why depress yourself overly by just dwelling on those things? And if those are things that you can affect, like, you know, that doing something would maybe um, change them in the future, then, yeah, work on it, but don't like let yourself get down and just get into the woe is me and look for people to pity you and, and give you, um, uh, just give you unnecessary sympathy that's not really going to help with anything. No, it's so true. And, you know, you talked about, so you talked about like this experience has helped you to have greater compassion and connect with different people. What are some examples, I guess, that you've had of that? So, um, 
the, the, uh, the physical therapy clinic that I, that I have gone to is called NeuroWorks and they have a lot of uh, spinal cord injury uh, patients come through. Um, I spent some time there just you know, doing my own thing, but also able to talk to other people in similar situations and kind of say like, you know, Hey, I've been able to go back to school and do some things like, uh, you know, it's, it's possible for you as well. And just kind of connect in, in those ways and create a, uh, emotional support group. So, that's one way. Um, yeah, you know, I've kind of just figured some different things out. So um, I realized that I could I could do everything faster on my phone oh. because that's, that's right here and it's a smaller screen. So rather than having to like tap everything out on a computer or an iPad, which are great because those have touch screen, um, touch screens on them that I can access pretty easily. Um, but yeah, the, those are still slower because they're a little bit further reach for me. Um, but I have my phone right here on my wheelchair all the time. So I just kind of tap things out with my thumb and, um, I'm not too much slower than anyone else. If we were having this conversation a year or two after my injury, um, it wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't probably wouldn't have gone very well. And I don't know what kind of attitude or I can't really remember what kind of mentality I was in, but it was, there were rough times for sure. If I could go back to then, it might be a little scary for me to kind of see <laughs> where I was at. But, um, that being said, it just, you know, sometimes it just takes really small, gradual steps. So no matter, um, you know, what it is that someone's working through, um, if you're able to say, well, I don't know if I can do this big thing that I wanted to do, but I can do these small things. And then once I do those small things, maybe I can do another thing and, um, kind of slowly work your way back up to a place where you feel like you can do, um, the, the larger goal. So for me, it was slowly going back to school and then um, moving out where I wasn't just living with my parents. And then from there, you know, doing graduate school and uh, doing internships and doing more and more things on my own and getting more comfortable, asking people for whatever help I needed. And just kind of like slowly increasing the number of things that I felt good with, things that I could do. And um, it's really kind of increased my independence, but it's taken a long time. Well, and I think that's a good perspective that like, if this was a couple of years ago, your attitude would be totally different, but it's easy at the end of something to be like, oh yeah, I rock that, <laughs> you know, but like, right. at the beginning, it's a little bit harder and you're like, oh, is this ever going to happen? Yeah, exactly. I think that your story really is one that, that you not only have made the most of it, but like you have excelled at it. Um. Well, thank you. That's... <laughs> That's nice to hear. Um, and it, it's kind of strange for me to hear people kind of gush about this a little bit lately. <laughs> and, you know, a couple of news articles and, you know, I just feel like I'm just really, it's just one day at a time kind of slogging through it mm-hmm. a lot of times. And, um, but yeah, yeah, I guess that is a respectable thing that I, I have been able to kind of get through things. And there's definitely been some very low times where I've, you know, haven't been um, on my, you know, haven't had my best attitude. and um, But overall, yeah, um, I guess, like I said earlier, just kind of one step at a time and uh, uh, trusting that this is going to work out somehow. And um, it, I mean, even after my accident, when I kind of realized, you know, things are not going to work out, you know, I still had different, um, you know, smaller things like, oh, you know, I hope this works out this way and it wouldn't, but it would work out in a different way. And, um, I think if I spent some time looking back and trying to get 
perspective, I could really um, see pretty clearly how things kind of fell in place and um, have, have got me to this point. So I guess I just looking forward, I don't know exactly how things will work out still, but I, I trust that they will somehow. Yeah. So like were, were you, when you were talking about like little things, like were you like, oh, I'll be able to walk soon? Or did, did you realize that from the, like, the beginning of? Um, yeah. I mean, as far as that goes, I, I knew right from the start that, yeah, um, medicine didn't really have um, much of an answer to this type of injury. Um, I've seen other people with similar injuries um, recover a lot more strength and range of motion and ability than I have. And I think initially I was really hoping for that mm-hmm. because, you know, it is possible to recover some things and I've, I've increased my ability somewhat, but not, uh, not a tremendous amount. And so um, that was kind of hard to accept once I got to, you know, after I spent uh, a couple of years really doing physical therapy and hoping that something would, connect and I'd, I'd get some uh, different abilities back and I've increased my strength a, a bit to the point where it's possible to do things, but um, not really had that uh, miraculous recovery. My recovery has really been more of a smaller, that, I guess that was just another thing where I was hoping that would work out in, in a certain way and it didn't, but I've still been able to get by with what I did kind of smaller, gradual, um, incremental things rather than like a big, like, Oh wow. You know, I'm moving this or this now. Um, and some people do have that, but I didn't. So. And you talked about, um, just finding like simple things that make you happy. I don't remember exactly what blog post that that was, but what are some things that, that make you happy in your life? Um, okay. Maybe just, um, whatever small accomplishments I, can get through like what's an example of a small accomplishment yeah so i'm a very type a um type personality very like um, you know here's my to-do list and i have this and this and this to do and i'm going to do it Mm -hmm. um, in this way very organized and so i mean just like being able to check things off the to-do list yeah so just feelings of accomplishment um things were like oh i did that thing and i i feel proud of myself because i did it well type things. Um, and then, you know, just kind of whenever I can um, put that to rest and get out and hang out with friends and um, go to a, a baseball game or, um, you know, just things like that. Just being able to enjoy life and yeah, not worry so much about all the things that usually worry me. <laughs> like finals and tests. Now you don't have to worry about those anymore. Yeah, those, but also just the things that are kind of unique to me. Like I have a lot of just, um, you know, things kind of always on my mind. Like I have to set up my schedule in such a way where I always have people around to help me. And so I have to think like, okay, um, do I need to go anywhere? Um, who's going to be around when I need to eat so they can help me get some food ready? Like all these things. So um, when I'm able to not worry about those things and just enjoy myself in the moment, that's... That's always nice. Oh, I wanted to ask you one other thing. After this article was written at BYU, have you seen a lot more people comment on your blog? Yeah, but I mean, I know people have seen it. It was um, kind of on the front. It was on the front of the BYU website for a while. And, 
yeah, I've seen more uh, traffic on the blog and more comments and which is cool. I mean, I'm not um, out to kind of get any fame or notoriety at all, but um, I, I do kind of hope that um, this reaches people who are struggling through, um, you know, whatever it is and can maybe gain from my perspective a little bit. And that's kind of, that's the goal of, of the blog. And for me, kind of putting myself out there. And it's also a, a personal thing too, because I feel like as I share my story and kind of uh, stretch myself a little bit, it helps me um, emotionally kind of get past um, some things where, you know, at first I didn't really want to talk about my limitations at all and kind of kept it bottled up. And I think that's, that was a pretty bad, since I've been able to share my story a little bit, I think I've got more confidence in myself and um, a little more comfortable talking about things and connecting with people because people have questions and um, sometimes it can be kind of awkward if you know that they have questions, but don't want to ask them because they don't know if you're comfortable talking about it. And that's kind of a little barrier that can exist between me and other people. But if I'm open with people and kind of, you know, make little jokes about myself or strategy and offer um, little insights into my life, I think it helps me connect better with people. Oh, yeah, totally. Thank you so much for talking to me. And I'm going to put on the pod notes a link to Stephen's blog. It's Stephen Merrill at blogspot.com and also the article that was written about him from BYU. Um, but thanks, guys, so much for listening. And once again, remember to put on your shoes, do your best, and believe in the impossible. All my dreams are coming. All my dreams are humming. All my dreams are True. Thanks again for pushing play and listening to this episode. If you want more information about today's guest, head over to www.notablepeeps.com. Mm-hmm.